You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash filmschool. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. In her new film, Treeless Mountain, our guest today, director So Young Kim, follows two sisters in Korea who must look after one another when their mother leaves them to search for their estranged father. Kim's first feature, In Between Days, won the special jury prize at the 2007 Sundance Film Festival, along with the International Critics Prize at Berlin. Treeless Mountain is Kim's second feature and is nominated for a 2010 Independent Spirit Best Cinematography and John Cassavetes Award. So, Young Kim, welcome to Film School. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being here. Uh, it's a beautiful little film. You must be really excited about the acceptance of it right now. Oh, yeah, it's very, very exciting. Yeah, um, yeah I think as a filmmaker, you don't expect anything. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you can't have um, high expectations because you don't know sometimes uh-huh. how the film will be received at the end by the audience or other people. So, yeah, it's, it's very exciting yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Well, now, it all starts with the script, and, and this script you were in process of writing during the, uh, your first feature film. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be and what the inspiration for it was? Yeah, I when I was, um, I, I took a creative writing class at the New School in New York, uh-huh. and uh, one of the assignments I had for the class was to, uh, you know, write a short um, story based on a memory that, I, that um, you know, one has, and and the story I wrote was about these two kids who catch um, grasshoppers and grill them and, and, you know, share them with friends and stuff. So I just started collecting these memories that I had of, um, that I have of growing up in Korea when I was young. And I collected these stories for a long time. And I felt, I, mean, I didn't really think that I could make a film um, based on that because, you know, first of all, the challenges of working with children was something that was very daunting to me. And um, it just took a long time to develop a story that I, I felt was compelling enough to put on screen. So, yes, I was developing the story while I was making In Between Days. Right. And um, and also, you know, technically, I didn't feel like I knew enough about filmmaking to take on the challenge. So it, it was a long process. So what, what gave you the confidence? Uh, did, you, did you eat a lot of grasshoppers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, that was one challenge, overcoming that fear. Yeah. But um, it just, I think, from the experience of making In Between Days, you know, it, that was my first feature, and I didn't go to film school. So after I made that film, I felt that maybe I knew just enough, just enough to get started. You know, and of course, I had great uh, team of people helping me, including my producers as well as the cinematographer, M. Nisawa, who did a fantastic job. So yeah. I, I feel very fortunate to have such a strong team who was able to support um, the story. Well, it's a very intimate film, and, and you're, you're able to move right into the children's faces and capture every little blink of their eye. And you said, Anna Misawa, 
is your cinematographer. How much did you discuss uh, with her what you wanted this to look like before uh, shooting began? Um, I think initially I wanted to make sure that, you know, a lot of the shots that we started um, with was close up because I wanted to capture their point of view and the intimacy of what they were feeling. So, and um, the basic outline that we discussed was that, you know, the camera had to be always on the eye level of the children. Uh-huh. And we looked at some uh, films such as, you know, uh, Rosetta by the Dardane Brothers, you know, yeah. so um, Nobody Knows by Coriata, which, ha- which is one of my favorite films with children in it. And, you know, we just used that as a reference. And then I think what was really wonderful about working with Anne was that she is very intuitive as well, and she's very sensitive, and and I think that really brought on to, um, you know, how the film became this intimate portrait of these two young girls. Now, uh, you 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 got the look. You you the, now where's this film? The the location of the film. Beginning of the story is set in Seoul, and then the kids move to you know a small town where their aunt lives, and the small town and also the countryside where they end up with their grandparents is this hometown. Um, it's a small town called Hanghae in very very south of Korea, and um, yeah. Now, now, now this is is this an area where you're familiar with this this particular area, right? Did, is this where you spent some time? Yeah, I grew up there, and that's where my family, my mom's side of family is from. So when I was writing the story, I, I had a very uh, good sense and feel of where that place was. Um, yeah. Now, now I'm going to jump a little bit to the end of the film. I notice in, at the, mm-hmm. uh, the grandparents' farm, um, mm-hmm. you showed some uh, construction going on in the background. Is there a lot of, has right. that whole area changed a lot uh, since you uh, lived there? Yes, yes and no. Um, there are certain parts of the town that are developed. You know, they're tall apartment buildings. Um, on the other hand, other parts of the town which have mountains and farm, like rice paddies and stuff, are still existing. But um, the day we started shooting those farm scenes, they started to bulldoze a road the highway through that mountain. So it was kind of um, ironic in a sense because I picked that location because it was so quiet and it (laughs) seemed so rural. But, um, yeah, and there was nothing we could do to, you know, change that. And we just kind of incorporated into the story. And I think it turned out best for best for the film. Well, I, I do, too. I, I was enjoying it. I, yeah. I'm sitting there trying to figure out the meaning that you put into it, and, and here it was just more of a happy accident than a, an intended, intended look. Right. Yep. Right. We didn't have the money and the budget to hire bulldozers and trucks, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's really great that it happened, yeah. um, you know, in that way. Yeah. We're speaking with So Young Kim. The film is Treeless Mountain. Nom- a couple of nominations for the uh, Film Independent Spirit Awards uh, coming up. March 5th will be the awards ceremony uh, two days prior to the Academy Awards uh, on that Friday. Um, I, we've got to talk a little bit about the, the cast, the casting of your two main uh, characters, Jin and Bin. And, yes. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and the process that you, uh, you really had to find uh, the right Per, the right uh, little girl to play Jin and Ben, and how did you go about doing that? 
asking, you know, relatives and friends that we knew in Seoul to ask them if they knew any teachers or principals that we could, um, you know, get permission to go into school because it's quite a process, you know, getting permission from the, you know, whoever um, the school district, you know, head is and stuff. So um, we got into one school and then they recommended us to another school. So what we did was we would go into first graders' um, classrooms and observe them in class with teachers and their friends. And we would select, you know, five to six students from each class and then do one-to-one -one interviews with them. So Hyun, who plays Jin, was in one of, these, uh, one of the classes that we visited. And the thing that uh, was extremely striking about her was that when I first uh, sat down to talk with her, she asked me why, why my Korean uh, language skill was so poor when I was a grown-up. <laughs> I was speaking like her, you know, a, yeah. six, you know, a first grader. So I just knew right away that she was, you know, very honest and direct, direct, and um, she had this strong sense of, you know, character already um, at such a young age. And I just fell in love with her, and it's been an amazing experience working with her on this film. Well, this and is, uh, sorry, yeah. No, it's okay. Um, and then little uh, little one, um, Sunghee was actually, um, she lives in foster care, and uh, my assistant in Korea at the time was doing volunteer services where her um, university would visit orphanages and foster care homes and do outreach to young kids. And she would send me photographs of girls that she's met, and she was one of the girls and I w really wanted to meet her because there were two photographs of her, and in one photograph she was smiling so broad, and, and it was just amazing, bright smile. And another picture, she was kind of downcast and very serious and intense, and I thought that range was so interesting and dynamic that I really wanted to meet her, and sure enough, she really was this, you know, angel and also very serious, uh, five-year-old. So, yes, that's how we uh, found something. Well, you're able to get a, a wide range of emotions out of these two small children, uh, particularly with uh, Eon. Am I? Am I? Have I butchered <laughs> that? Eon. So, so, yeah, uh, and it, just the the fact that you're able to get her. Uh, it. I don't know how you were able to. Uh, you don't have to give away secrets here, but. She, Give away secrets. She yeah. cries a couple of times during the course of this story, <laughs> right. and and it right. it seems very moving and a and and how you got her to, to do that. Uh, it just it was a remarkable performance. I have to say for us for a young child to be able to uh, uh, what you did with her was was really pretty remarkable. How did you get her to cry? Thank you. <laughs> um, well, you know there are uh, several crying scenes in the film, and I have to say, like, I can't take credit for them really, except for the fact that you know we were constantly with them, and we would be running the camera all the time. But you know, sometimes Hyun, because she was so exhausted from doing single take over and over and over again, and she was so frustrated, yeah. like she wanted to communicate her frustration to me, and that was through crying uh -huh. or. You know, so I, I think, I don't know, I think a lot of people think that working with children is very difficult, but for me, the experience of working with them was so wonderful, and I learned so much from them, and um, it was 
Yeah, and I have to say she was incredibly talented. She knew, you know, whenever she, um, in one scene, she'd be angry and fighting with uh, Ben in the film. And then as soon as I said cut, she would, like, perk up and run out and scream and play. So she had this amazing natural acting, like, instinct. And um, so she was, you know, she was very... um, fluid in her emotions, and, and uh, I kind of had a feeling what would provoke her. And then, um, yes, and then also I had professional adult actors around her, like Big Ant was a professional actress. Right. So I would go through her to, you know, provoke certain emotions out of her. Um, so, yeah, I went around different ways about um, how to cover all range of emotions. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it comes off in the film very effectively, very well. Uh, now, you were shooting this on Super 16. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, rather than uh, you had used a DV for In Between Days, uh, what made you right. make that decision, especially considering you're dealing with children, which would <laughs> make, which would at least uh, send up a warning flare that perhaps you'd be shooting a lot more footage this way? Was there a, a, a reason you made that switch? Um, I think I had I had a feeling that the landscape and then um, basically the landscape that I wanted to capture yeah. for the story would have a lot of exteriors and um, and I wanted to convey that through film and I you know I had this specific look in mind which was that it might look kind of timeless but also kind of have this feeling of late seventies feel. And, um, and Super 16 made sense to me because we would be able to use a small camera and also shoot a lot of footage because it's uh-huh. much more affordable than 35. And we did shoot a ton of footage. And I think that was there was a lot of freedom in that for me working on Super 16 because, um, you know, it, it's much more limiting than, let's say, when we were shooting in between days, which we shot about 60 hours of, you know, video um, stock. And our treatments, we shot 40, mm-hmm. around 40 hours, roughly, yeah. and which, which is a lot of film. Yeah. But um, it was still uh, affordable for us at that point, you know, yeah. and have the film come out look, looking stunning and conveying all sorts of texture and, um, you know, feeling of cinema, more cinematic, in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, there's some... <laughs> Absolutely beautifully lit scenes in there. It all looks natural, but it's also just got a real romantic quality to it. So, in, in, yeah, you're, you're working with Anne Misawa on that. Well, did she? How much was her input in this as compared to yours? Did she, you have this storyboarded out pretty uh, strictly, or did she add a lot to the uh, framing of things? Oh, oh no, we we would uh, we didn't board anything and okay. then what we do is we'll show up on on the set and location and we'll frame before we start shooting and it was very um you know collaborative and also fluid we didn't have any uh conflicts it was just really wonderful working with her and right. i have to say it's you know it's it was wonderful collaborative experience for me so yeah there, uh, there, uh, there's a, a couple of similarities between uh, In Between Days and uh, Treeless Mountain. 
in both mm-hmm. I remember distinctly from in in between days your shots of the 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 sunsets of the uh, sky, the skyscape if you will you shot mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. the, the the in the and in, as well as in this is there something of significance for you in your process in the filmmaking uh, that the, you find in in these shots beautiful shots in both films of of these uh these vistas Yeah I I think um in, in between days, you know, those the stills were um, shot on Bolex, um, Bolex camera, and I wanted to. I, I didn't know. I didn't have a specific idea what I wanted to use these shots for, but I, I felt that it was important for the story. And then uh, in the mornings, when Jisun, our actress, and in between days would wake up, I would sneak in there and have her read some letters. You know, letters that I wrote. Supposedly from Amy to her father, so I just collected a lot of audio recordings of her, and also you know the footage that we shot on Bolex, and then it kind of came together in the editing, and it became an integral part of who Amy is and her background, and I felt that was really important, mm-hmm. because, specifically because you know her mother is in the film, but very little, as well as I think. You know, there's no sense of who her dad is, but I thought that connection needed to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for treeless, I, I kind of also felt that I needed wide landscape shots because I knew that um, 90% or 95% of the film that we were shooting was mostly on the two girls' close-up face. So just some, like... Uh, just imagining how the editing will go, I, w- I thought maybe I need some uh, landscape shots or wider shots to just open up mm-hmm. the um, open up the story more or open up the emotional landscape a little bit more. And that's where it came in. And we had, you know, and shot these beautiful landscape shots after we wrapped each day. So I had a lot to work with, and it was just a matter of finding you know, the right shots to go at each moment when there is a transition, emotional transition or story transition or something that I wanted to convey. And it became really necessary for me because there's no music in the, the film and, it, you know, it became the pacing or the, or the you know, the heart of the story in a yeah, way. Yeah. So, well, it, for, yeah. for me as, a, as, a, as a, the audience, it, it gives it, there's a time, get those kind of uh, shots... Uh, those transitions gives uh, gives the story a timeless uh, quality, uh, and um, I thought it worked very well. I'm, I'm going to ask you a, a small yeah. question. Yeah. Oh. Sure. Ask you a small question, just a personal one. Um, the piggy bank was used as a little plot yeah. device. There is that something that happened yeah. in your childhood? Were you promised yeah, it something? Did. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And that piggy bank is something that's like classic. You know, it's a classic piggy bank that everyone knows. Um, it's been around for 30 years in Korea. Like, And I thought maybe it wouldn't exist anymore when I went back. Um, you know, I was thinking, oh, I might have to uh, find more sophisticated or contemporary piggy bank. But actually, it's, it's so common, you know, and all the kids still use that piggy bank to save their coins. And, um yeah, and then I was also hesitant about integrating that into the story as a uh, device because I, I wasn't sure if it's too, you know, it's too catchy or does it become, like, um, element that becomes, you know, that's, like, too cleaned up at the end. Mm-hmm. So I was hesitant about it, but um, 
I'm glad it's in the story, because I think um, hopefully it'll become timeless um, even 10 years from now, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Well, well, I will say, I thought that what a nice little plot twist, if that's the right word to use, that that they figured out how to fill it up quicker. I thought that was kind of a cute little... A, a insight into the way that they were, they were, you know, the, they the went way, the way they thought, and then also how this would somehow expedite the the return of their of their mom. As soon as it was, yeah, it's great. It's a great little part of the story. Once they figure out they can get more coins, uh, I thought that was very nice. Yeah. Well, uh, now, uh, you, the, yeah, a lot of success on the on the on the uh, film circuit. Uh, obviously, the nominations here for the Spirit Awards. It's uh, great for for you and for the film. Um, mm-hmm. uh, surprise you uh, how well it's gone for uh, the film festivals and such? Or I mean, you'd be, you'd been through that within between days. And, uh, yeah. Um, I think the thing that's been surprising for me for Treeless Mountain versus In Between Days is that um, you know, no matter what country that Treeless Mountain is screening, I think it seems to be a little bit more universal in a story in a sense that everyone had, you know, this kind of childhood or, I don't know, something about uh, a story about children that reaches yeah. a little bit wider yeah. um, audience somehow. Um, there's a little bit more compassion, I think, from the audience members towards Trina's than In Between Days, although I think In Between Days is a fantastic story and I, I have a very personal connection to that. But, um, but I think it's, it's, you know, I think it's an immigrant teenage love story, so it's a little bit yeah. um, far-reaching for different countries, you know. So, um, but Treeless has a little bit more universal story, and I think that's been helpful. And yeah, it's it's a beautiful <laughs> film. It's a, as I said earlier, it's an intimate story, uh, and it's just you you really are just drawn to these two young actresses and. Uh, and the whole story. I mean, the whole cast is great, but uh, it's just it's uh, it's it's a real enjoyable experience to watch these children as they try to navigate a world they're not quite sure about, not quite understanding what's happened and and why. And uh, it's a beautiful little film. You should be very proud. Are you going to be here for the for the Spirit Awards? You going to be around LA for that? Well, we hope to. We hope to come out for that. Okay. Um, it's just that we're we're shooting next film, so we're. Okay. We're a little, yeah, we're uh, up in the air about the schedule, but we're, we're, yeah, we're planning on coming out. Very good. So what are you working on now? Um, I'm working on a story um, that we're shooting in New York, and it's, yeah, it's about a young rocker who tries to reconnect with his young daughter, and yeah. All right. Yeah, very good. Now, I assume are we talking? Are you collaborating with uh, with Bradley uh, Gray on this, or is this your own project? Yes. Okay. Um, it, Brad is producing the film, and yeah, and okay. you know, we switch off from producing each other's film. Well, terrific. So, yeah. Well, th- this is again, uh, this is Treeless Mountain. We've been speaking with the director, So Young Kim uh, of Treeless Mountain. Thank you for being here on Film School. Thank you for having me. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.com.
www.facebook.com slash filmschool.